Yeah. Um, what, Tia Leone? Ooh, she's single she's now, D-E-A. didn't she? She's DEA. Yes. Oh, so we shouldn't invite her to our party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 165 of Video mm-hmm. Games Hot Dog. It's going to be a good one, guys. I'm all liquored up. Number yeah. 165 is alive. And I only ate half a thing of tater tots. Oh, that's true. You're, uh... That's the standard unit for tater tots, a thing. A thing? Yeah. Sure. A rasher. I had a half a rasher of tater tots. What is a rasher? I think it's a piece of wood. It's, it's like not a, like it's a thing half a ration. Bacon. It's a baker. It's multiple a baker. multiple it's a bacon. rations. Bacon thing. Guys, this is a terrible idea. Okay. There, there's a pig in my Animal Crossing town named Rasher. Hmm. Are you, you're still playing Animal, Animal Crossing? Yep. Huh. You haven't disappeared for six months to go to a secret succotash tour? A secret succotash tour? That sounds pretty exciting. Is uh, Will Sylvester be there? <laughs> he doesn't like it very much, though. <laughs> he just doesn't like it when it suffers. <laughs> Um, you got to kill the succotash right away. They use, they have what's called a knockers. <laughs> a knocker of succotash. A knocker That's of what succotash. a unit of succotash is called. Yeah. I prefer the, the cage free, free roaming succotash. Uh, how you guys been? I've been all right. Uh, I've been reading the Westing game. Oh yeah. It is, uh, it's, it's okay. It is not like the best writing I've ever encountered. What, what is it about? It, it's, it's like sort a, young of a young adult. It's it's kind mystery. of Judy Bloom level. I also read this book a few months ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. Um, it's about a group of people who move into an apartment complex. Uh, and there's a have, there's been a sort of a game set in motion by a guy who oh, died, okay. and his inheritance goes to the person who solves the puzzle. Yeah. Um, and Within it's not much the first puzzle. two sets of clues. I was like, oh, that's is the this puzzle? the puzzle <laughs> yeah and it is it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't really reach a conclusion that's going to satisfy you that's fine the characterization is is it's funny yeah you know it's there's there's some good wordplay it's it's like judy bloom level i think i don't i'm not i don't know that i've read really any judy bloom i read uh i read super fudge paul zindel yeah i read uh, tales of a fourth grade nothing i read oh books, and uh like, Pigman Fre- and Freckle Return Juice? of the Pigman or whatever. Ooh, thing? I don't remember if Judy Bloom wrote uh, How to Become a Perfect Person in Three Days. Yeah, see, I think n- none not. of those titles that you're talking about are things that uh, uh, remind me at all of my childhood. Hmm. I'm going to look up uh, Perfect Person in... Are you thinking of Perfect Strangers? Because that was a TV show. Oh, no. Become a Perfect Person in Just Three Days was written by Stephen Maines. He's a demon. Hmm. Are you thinking of Ordinary People? Because that's a totally different thing as well. Is that the movie where Dudley Moore comes up with funny advertising slogans for Volvo? I don't. I think that might be crazy people. Crazy, yeah. I think crazy people. That was good. They had the Metamucil ad that was, "Do you want to go to the bathroom?" (laughs) Uh, For men who like hand jobs from women they barely know. (laughs) That was. I forget what that was for. So BMW, maybe. uh, I think Ferrari. I think. <laughs> but, you know, in advertising. there was a good period of time in the 80s where there were a lot of movies where crazy people accomplished great things, like the Dream Team. Fisher King? Sure. Yeah, the Fisher oh, King. Oh, sad. Um, Michael Keaton. Man, have you guys seen the previews for that uh, Birdman? No. It looked pretty interesting. Like it looks, Birdman of Alcatraz? No, it's like a Birdman. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, so this 
it's kind it's of a superhero. Maybe thing, it's a maybe? superhero movie, or maybe it's a guy who like. So it could be a movie where it could be a movie that is literally about Adam West, who is crazy uh-huh. and believes that he has magic Batman powers. See, okay. that doesn't really work because Batman doesn't have magic powers; he <laughs> just has equipment. But like, but he has magic equipment. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything supernatural going on. There is in the preview some things like the guy flying or whatever, but okay. it might just be a dream. Okay. You don't know. Because the rest of the movie doesn't seem to be about a guy who can fly. It seems to be about a guy who's trying to, you know, do a reboot of his weird... Deal with his drug Superhero problems. thing. Yeah. Anyway, it looks really... Yeah. It looks potentially really cool. It's got Naomi Watts in it, too. She's, she's like great. My, she's my movie star crush. Ever since oh, she yeah? was Tank Girl, or not Tank Girl, she was in Tank Girl as Jet Girl. Huh. Yeah. I. She's really good. Tank Girl yeah. good. It's. If you. It's. It's. It's a good movie in the same way that Tank Girl is a good comic book. It I've does some. It Girl. does some weird things. And they're. They'll. Like, there's a scene. Where just all the action just totally stops so that they can do like a Busby Berkeley style song and dance number. Which in the is, movie or the comic? In, in the movie. Okay. Which is weird for the movie and it like breaks the pacing and a lot of people that I saw the movie or that, that I know that saw the movie didn't like it. But it's a, it's a very, Appro- it's very similar to the sort of thing that the comic book always did. So it was appropriate. In as far huh. as the source material, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It was pretty good. Is Tank Girl a girl that it. is also part tank? She owns a tank. She okay. drives around in a tank. Okay. Okay. Does so, Jet Girl own a jet? Yes. So I'm like, I would be like, in this world, I would be like, computer guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you drive around a, a computer? A computer? You drive around it always a computer? Struck me, it always struck me as a movie that wasn't for me. Hmm. Like... In the same way that, like, I don't know, a lot of the bands that the girls that I dated in the, in the mid nineties also just weren't for me because I wasn't angry about being a girl. It depends. Maybe they weren't angry about being a girl. Do you like Tori Amos? Do you uh, like, do you like Sarah McLaughlin? It's not that kind of thing, really. Tori Amos, I feel like Tori Amos is different than like L7, right? What's L7? Uh, I don't know. Just a, uh, maybe L7 is a bad example, but like, so the soundtrack of, Gone Home, like the authentic period soundtrack of Gone Home. I was like, oh, the man, I don't, music. I just could not want to listen to anything less than huh. the sounds that are coming out of these it's, imaginary audio devices. Like, isn't that just, isn't that's just like punk music, right? It, well, it's a particular, it's a particular flavor of punk that is like mid nineties, like, aggressive girl music like a g-r-r-r-r-l right right and like tank girl struck me as being of that vintage and and just as such like just not a thing that was not a thing that was gonna resonate with me at all it's i mean a little bit but it's it's really not so much it's it's really not so much feminist kind of thing as as just a a campy adventure romp Hmm. i can't think of the protagonist of that movie is anything other than Gwen Stefani, which I know it's not. It could be. Why not? Is there no, any shit sure. in the tank that is bananas? <laughs> Let me see. I can happen to have IMDb open. A few times been around that tank. I remember there was tank. a line in the comic book tank. where Tank Girl says, my tank is a lot like Doctor Who's TARDIS. On the outside, it's pretty small, but on the inside, it's full of shit. 
Hmm. Huh. Okay. She probably said shite because she's Australian. <laughs> she, she said <laughs> Foster's. Uh, Lori Petty. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I knew it wasn't Gwen Stefani. I just... Yeah, but when you said Gwen Stefani, I, I now, I at that point was unable to also think of her as anybody but Gwen Stefani. Ice T is also in it. He plays a kangaroo. Hmm. Is Henry Rollins in it as a street doc? Is it like cyberpunk? It's not cyberpunk, not but is really, it like no? Is it in like a weird? It's, it's post-apocalyptic. Like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. post-apocalyptic. Okay, yeah. okay. So a tank is unusual. Uh, a functioning one, yeah, I guess. Although in the 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 movie, they for like to actually provide a plot, which the comic books never really had. The they they're. There's like this evil bad guy corporation run by Malcolm McDowell, and they probably had a tank because they were rich. Was it was it like uh, the postman Tom Petty style Malcolm McDowell as himself? Uh, Did Tank Girl say, "Weren't you the guy in A Clockwork Orange?" And he said, "Yeah." <laughs> that could have happened, but I don't think it did. How does a corporation survive and continue to be rich post-apocalyptically where theoretically all the governments have collapsed and so uh, like, hey, corporations don't need a government yeah they were in control of the water supply okay what that do they seems do like with a way it? that Sell one could be rich post-apocalyptically provided clean water for everybody for free nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's why they were Did they rich. poison everyone and turn them into mutants i don't think it was their fault that there were mutants did they make a bunch of money by poisoning people? Like, hey, buy our poison. It will turn you into a mutant, and maybe you'll be able to survive in this post-apocalyptic wasteland. This is, was this one is of her, going Was her tank actually remember. just... Was her tank her sister, whose mu- mutation was that she turned into a tank? It's her passion for mutation. Mm. Mute fruit. What uh, video game had mute fruit? Um, That was Fallout. Okay. <laughs> what else have you guys been up to? Besides, why ever we started talking about Tank yeah, Girl? I don't even know. Oh, because of <laughs> did Bird you watch Man. Tank Girl? Oh, Birdman. Yeah, because of uh, no Naomi Watts. Oh, did you hear that Ingmar Birdman died? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, but um, Lauren Bacall died. That was super sad. Birdman Bacall wasn't she like a thousand years old? She was she eighty-nine. 89. That's like she was nearly. That's 90. like you're a off by ten orders of magnitude. That's a thousand in human years. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Does it, she was a thousand Drosophila years old. Yeah. Drosophila <clears throat> was the worst Buffy character. Yes. <laughs> um, fruit fly vampires. Oh, man. What if a fruit fly bit a mute fruit? Oh. And then became... Mute fly? His, that, flies, that fly's mutation is that he became <laughs> extremely long-lived, <laughs> long-lived. A mute fly would he be terrible because you wouldn't be able to hear it when it was buzzing around. <laughs> That's true. It wouldn't be able to tell you, help, I'm part Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh, it would just be like a normal fly, which you just kill in the hopes that it's part Jeff Goldblum. And you can you can remove a small amount of his taint from the world. I mean, assuming the fly got part of his taint. Oh, God. Yep. I watched uh, I watched Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh. Is that the new one? It is. I mean, it's a couple years old. It's not the one that's- Oh, it's not the, not the recent one. Okay. Th- that one's like- uh, just just post rise of the planet of the apes or something i don't know dawn dawn, dawn. of the planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes it's the it's a it's spin-off a buffy. of buffy yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> uh and then i watched the original 1968 planet of the apes uh because melissa had never seen it and she's like what what is the point of this movie? <laughs> I've never seen it either. What, oh, really? Uh, I mean, I understand the point of it. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Charlton Heston with his extremely large, bright white teeth 
uh he him and his teeth, teeth pilot, boy they call him pilot a ship bright teeth was his was his name ship man <laughs> and they land on an alien planet 2000 years in the future uh which i think i think the contention in the like modern reboot is that it either wasn't 2000 years or it was some alternate earth or something right is it supposed to i mean i thought the contention of the modern one is that it's a reboot well there's i think i think rise of the planet apes might be a re-reboot i'm not Mm. sure right because did you see the was it oh the fucking terrible tim burton one yeah Yeah, no that uh, nobody nobody acts like that's a real thing (laughs) okay then so yeah i saw i did see like i didn't see the i didn't see the new one but i saw red letter media's review of the new one of the of the tim burton the newest one Oh, the, what did he? What did he think of it? I because I felt like Rise was pretty. They good. seemed to like it, didn't you? Haven't you already also seen Dawn? Or no. What? Oh, okay. Emily. Yeah, I mean, Rise was me. fine. It was like it was a it was a terrible science good action movie. What? Um, who would have thought that Mastermind James Franco would be bad at science? I don't know. I like James Franco a lot. I'm willing to give him some slack. No, I, I mean he seems cool, but he seems like a guy that. I, like, if James Franco was like, oh, man, I know where they've got some really good weed, I would believe him. But if James Franco said, oh, man, I know where they've got some really good research, <laughs> I would be dubious. <laughs> yeah, the t- the timeline in this thing was super weird. Like, he comes up with this, like, super, super serum or whatever. And then years pass and, like, nothing has happened at his job. And like, he didn't he has- even have a beard. <laughs> right. What is this? He had like he had you know been theoretically continuing to work for this company where they had manufactured the serum and he he goes in and like zero progress has been made on anything after three or five years and I'm like okay I think I think you're not paying attention to the fact that multiple years have passed between the last scene and this one maybe they filmed them out of order it's possible that would they explain didn't know how to reconstruct the them yes. <clears throat> That's right. He has a beard when you see him from the left. I, I thought it was just like he was also testing a Google beard, which just projects a holographic beard onto you, but only from some angles. Okay. So I could see where that would be pretty useful. Yeah. It's for if you, if you don't want people on your left to know that you're gay, it puts a real like lumberjack beard on you. Oh, boy. I guess it'd be the people on the right that you'd be the more worried about finding out. People on the left would probably be fairly understanding right. about the whole thing. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was entertaining. Are the characters humans, or are they all CG, or what? Many of them are humans. Okay. Because oh. I, I know there's that raccoon, right? Yeah, he's CG. And is there, like, a big like rock a, Yeah, there's, like, guy? a rock guy. There's a big a plant, tree there's guy, a big plant yeah. guy. There's a, oh, the, the tree, the, the tree the, guy. The iron giant only, he's wood. Okay. Um. And then there's Park. a guy, there's a guy who's a big alien, but he's just played by a dude with makeup okay. on. And there's a girl who's an alien that's, <sighs> here's a question. Is Zoe Saldana a terrible actress? Uh, what has she been in? I have no particular. She was Uhura in the Star Trek reboots. Oh. She was oh, fine. Yeah. Was she? Because I don't remember thinking, wow, that was awful the way that I did in this movie. Yeah, and she I don't struck know if it's me as being lines. okay in that. I mean, not, not a standout acting job, but perfectly serviceable. Yeah. It was bad. It was like Halle Berry and it could just be that I'm a racist. It, Halle Berry in X-Men level of like, uh-huh. I am delivering the lines I am contractually obligated to deliver in this <laughs> scene, I guess. Huh. Yeah. It was really, it was distracting. You don't think she was just trying to put on an alien affect? I guess that could be it, but there were a lot of aliens that 
yeah, didn't have that know. affect. The wrestler alien had a sort of a gimmick that worked. Did he just pounce on anybody that he was talking to? No, there was just a joke about how his species, uh, they take everything literally. So any metaphor is going to go over his head. And he replies, nothing goes over my head. I reach up and catch it. And that was the joke about how he took the metaphor literally. Right. And then I think maybe at the end, he understands metaphor as he sinks into the lava and gives uh, John Connor a thumbs up. I think (laughs) I might have read that part wrong. Might have accidentally stumbled into the wrong theater on your way back from the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been playing any video games? Played a couple of video games. Oh, yeah? I got... What have uh, you been playing? I played... A pretty good little uh, phone game called Rules with an exclamation point. And okay. It's, uh, it's, it's just on the iPhone. There's no iPad version. I mean, you can play it on iPad, but if you're looking for it on the store, you have to be looking for iPhone games. Um, it is, um, how do I put it? Okay. So you've got a grid, a four by four grid of tiles, which have, sort of creatures like there's a unicorn and a robot and a couple of different colors of monster and stuff and and each okay. monster each creature is associated with a number and like there's a number in that tile that or tile, you yeah. okay. so like the the unicorns are number 10 for example okay so you've got one one through 10 and and it it sets up this board and it says okay rule one is tap tap all the squares um, in descending order. So you, you tap all the tens and nines and so on. And you, and you clear it as fast as you can. You get like 20 seconds and however long you clear it, uh, and how few mistakes you make affect how much bonus time you get for the next round. And the next round says, okay, rule two is tap all the green things. So you tap all the green things and then it says, okay, now do rule one. But it doesn't tell you oh. what rule one was. You have to remember that. So you. Wait, so you do, you tap all the green things and then you, you tap, tap everything in descending you, order or just the green things? Well, the green, order? everything you tap goes away. So you tap all the green things and they disappear and then everything that's left you tap in descending order. So it's like memory, but way more yeah, complicated. Yeah. And because then the next rule is tap all the odd numbered things. So you tap all the odd number of things and it says, okay, now do rule two. So you tap all the green things and it says, okay, now do rule one. And it, every level. Does it always add one rule and then you have to go backwards through yes. them? Or does it sometimes vary it up and say, now do one, now do three, now do two? The, no, it, it does them all in backwards order. Although depending on what the random board layout is, some rules make sometimes it Sometimes they're all gone. Yeah. Because there might not be any green things left when you get to whatever rule that do was. You, do you write down the rules or is that cheating? Uh, that would be cheating. I've been repeating them to myself out loud because uh, that that makes it easy to remember. But uh, they are they they have so far always been the same rules and in the same order. So I think it's, it's something that you just learn. Yeah, it's pretty compelling. And the, oh wait, every time are, you play, it's the same rules in the same so order. So far, oh that sucks. Mm. That does seem like there's an opportunity for some randomness there. It um, anyway, I bought this game and was playing it a little bit while you were talking about it, and it seems delightful. Wow, the internet, man! Yeah, remember when you would have to have like a parent drive you to a town that was an hour away to even have a chance of buying Mm. a video game? No, we had a mall nearby, so it wasn't that bad. But 
You had them all. Nearby? <laughs> we had all of them nearby. <laughs> no, we had we had a place we could go to to get mauled. Riff grew up in Atari. Yeah. Uh, other thing I was playing is um, Hohokun, which came out for the Vita and I think also PS3 and four. Isn't it Um Hohokum? Hohokum? Come? I don't know. I don't remember. Because Hohokum's a word. Maybe that's what it is. But this is different. I think Hohokum, like the Native American tribe, is with an A, and this is with a U. Is it with an A? Yeah. Let's observe a moment of silence while Heaven looks this up. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Um, (laughs) Anyway, what's what's the... Okay, I've I've been hearing about this game. It is... it's a very colorful kind of adventure sort of thing. The art style is kind of Katamari or Nobi Nobi Boy. Um, you're a, a flying rainbow-colored snake kind of thing with, like, one eye on its head. And you you use the analog sticks to, to fly around the, the level. And you, you can hold down X to move a little faster or circle to move a little slower. Or you can tap... The, the uh, square button to blink, which I don't think actually does anything. <laughs> um, and you ju- you're just flying around these odd sort of cartoony environments, and sometimes in in some worlds there's stuff you can in- interact with. Well, in every world there's stuff you can interact with, but it is more or less interactable depending on the world. And... Sometimes when you do in like most of the worlds, the, the general like plot, like progression of it is that you're trying to rescue or maybe just find, uh, some friends or maybe siblings because they're also snakes, uh, and that have been trapped or hidden or are hiding in these various worlds <laughs> is your one weakness that you think that all snakes are related <laughs> <laughs> well the, they they're cousins at least right <laughs> i mean evolutionarily i guess this is why this is why i don't have sex with any humans because they're all my cousins we are related to all other humans, right? At some point. Well, yeah. I mean, what you, we you go back. Yeah, back to mitochondrial yeah, Eve. Yeah, I mean, like what? Like, well, if you go far enough back, like Charlemagne is in all of our family trees. If you have European ancestry, our accountant. What accountant? Nothing. That was yeah. a joke for just Kevin. For just me. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, so you 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 interact with things and and you know you hit the right switches or whatever and you find your snake friend and I guess eventually you what, find uh, and what kind of switches are there? For I mean, a snake? it's it's different depending on. Okay, so there's one world that that I've I was playing in during the break uh, where it's like these weird sort of floating platforms that have little people on them and if you fly near them the people will jump on your back and ride you around and you can ferry them to different weird little sort of carnival rides where they hop off and when you get like when you completely fill the ferris wheel with guys then the ferris wheel starts turning and i get i assume i haven't managed to do it yet but i assume that once you've activated every carnival ride, then you will find your friend uh-huh. and things like that. So there is like an explicit goal of every level. Uh, it's not very explicit always. <laughs> Sometimes you just kind of have to tool around and see what you can interact with. And well, but uh, I'm saying like you're always the level is find the snake. Uh, 
And hey, Generally, do you guys yeah. want to play Find the Snake? <laughs> there are uh, some like interstitial levels that that are smaller that are just like smaller rooms in between two other worlds that don't that that are just like toys. But most the the bigger levels do seem to all have a snake hiding in them. Guys, I just had the best idea for a video game. Oh, yeah? Okay. So you start, and you're just watching the AI play a game of Mm Pac-Man, but then it switches to the cutscenes. I guess it has to be Miss Pac-Man. Switches to the cutscene, and you're in control during the cutscene, and you have to go and do a, like, branching dialogue choice where where they meet, and you have to woo... Miss Pac-Man. Huh, so like a dating okay. I don't know why. Yeah. And then, you know, later there's the like, oh man, that stork is going to drop our baby onto the into the abyss and you have to catch the baby during that cutscene. <laughs> and then later there are ghosts chasing you. Hmm. I guess that's kind of like normal Pac-Man. The ghosts of all the babies that have been dropped into the abyss. Oh, rats. Yeah, they're little pac oh. That's a, okay. Are the ghosts in Pac-Man like different species? Because is each color a different species of ghost? No, I'm saying like is Pac-Man are the ghosts, are the when they were alive, did Pac-Mans? they look like Pac-Man? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Oh, Was I that ever established in the cartoon? Oh, huh. I don't was know. Was the cartoon canon? I don't know. Was the cereal? Was the was the cereal was canon? Was the cereal canon? There's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good cereal. <laughs> <laughs> cool. What have you been playing, Kevin? Uh... Against my better judgment, I've been playing Godus or Goddess or whatever. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that thing. I, so I picked it up because it finally came out on iOS and it's free as opposed to being $20 early access on Steam on the PC. Didn't, didn't this game launch and everybody hated it and then they unlaunched it? I don't know. It was a Kickstarter. Remember? Yeah. I don't know. I have not been following it since then exactly. Um, they, they got an external publisher, uh, D E N A D D N A D N A. I don't know, uh, to they're, they're like handling the iOS version of the game. Um, and I don't know that the game is fundamentally different on the, the desktop versus the iOS. Although I think you can pay for additional resources on iOS. There's definitely um, some stuff in iOS that depends on paid currency like where where uh, i stopped yeah. in in ios was when it introduced happy the happiness mechanic and, and okay here's it was like oh the the neighboring tribe is is having a festival and their guys are happier than your guys so oh no some of your guys might defect you should raise their happiness and i was like okay so what do I do to make my guys happy? And the only thing it told me that I could do was it gave me this new god power, which is to plant a fountain in town. And every fountain costs 20 uh, currency gems, 20 paid gems. And, th- and that I, was it. Uh, so you can plant trees and you can cause it to rain and both of those things make the people right. happy. Okay. What is, that's the opposite of what happens in real life. People hate trees. <laughs> um. So I played the game for, I don't know, an hour, and it was super buggy and crashing, and... I didn't have any problems uh, with crashing. 
Yeah, the, like I keep having weird things. There is one particular chest in the in this game. I, I restarted the game, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But there's one particular chest in the game in this in this restarted version, which hasn't been crashing nearly as badly as it did before. But if I click on it, the game just locks huh. up. So I I just buried You're that. You're playing that this chest on deep. telephone. I'm playing it on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I noticed that. Like, uh, you know, like most games, uh, there are certain events that are gated by you making certain choices. Um, and one of those choices causes you to have to start up like authenticating. They want you to like tie it, tie it to your Facebook account or whatever, mm-hmm. or make an account with their system. And I said, well, what happens if I play this game and just don't do that? It gave me the option to just continue playing without registering i guess it's like a guest as a guest yeah, which is yeah but I it did. still authenticates everything i think the authentication was what was causing it to crash on oh. my phone um and so part of it was like well what can i do to avoid that but part of it was also like how much can i just subvert these systems and so i decided well wait what what happens if i just avoid getting in getting most of the systems right like they they do this weird thing where they let you build a house um in the game and it doesn't cost any resources, really. Yeah, but it takes 20 uh, minutes of actual time. It takes 20 minutes of real time. And then they're like, oh, we'll let you build houses 10 times fast, but now it takes this other resource, and this resource takes six hours <laughs> to, to earn. Uh, um, and, and, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, even kidding about those yeah. hours. Like the, those, and that you can go away. I mean, the clock continues to tick while you're not playing, so you can go away right. for six hours, but if you don't log in every half an hour... To pop all the little belief bubbles belief over bubbles. all the houses, then you're losing all the energy. W- wasting those to, resources. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it is disgusting. It is it so is, it is a game full of timers around wanting you to pay in real money to buy the, the 10,000 belief and, and all the uh, gems so- that let you insta-purchase buildings. Honestly, I'm, I'm actually kind of enjoying my version of it where I, I just – flattened all the terrain (laughs) built as many built as many houses as as it would possibly let me support so you made the worst ugliest suburb (laughs) exactly so now every hour i get ten thousand belief just from the houses right and so then i can use that to purchase all the other shit like you can you can cause a field you can like rain you can use your little god power to make it rain over a field and get one of those um, pieces of wheat or whatever every for for every two thousand rain that you there's two thousand belief that you use to make it rain you'll get you'll cause a, a crop to grow, and so like I can now get way more wheat faster than I would have been able to if I had just played the game the way that they had originally expected people to play. <laughs> have either of you guys played the paid version to know? No, I I computer? kind of would like to know how different like. Do the buildings yeah, just grow 10 times as fast on the paid version? I mean, how does... I would like to know what the difference know. is, but I don't want to pay 20 bucks to find out. Yeah, apparently it's really... Like I, I w- in Steam, I went and I looked at the reviews and there was... I couldn't find a single positive review yeah. of it. Everybody was saying, don't buy this. Hmm. Like, don't don't give them money to play this buggy. Yeah, the iOS like, version is just fucking of a gross, game. man. It, it's like I, I tweeted, like, imagine if 22 Cans made a remake of... Molyneux's old syndicate game where like every time an agent dies, it said it offers you the choice between waiting four hours for a new recruit to be trained, or you can pay five bucks right now to resurrect them with all their gear. 
And then every 20 minutes, you have to tap on all the countries in your territory so that they, they give you your dollars to your budget. I yeah, would I mean, be it's, really it's, ashamed. It's gross. If, if really I was gross. part, if I was Peter Molyneux, basically, it's it's awful. Man, having seen a picture of what that guy's desk looked like in the eighties, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's capable of experiencing shame. The the one where the like the cigarette ashes it, had just like caused a the, every once in a while the crater the, on and, the. And God damn it! I like I keyboard. hate that I'm I hate that I'm even saying this. Like, you, have you guys ever seen like just a? It's just Schadenfreude, right? But it's like the photos from inside a hoarder's house mm. or whatever. Well, there's also the hoarders, the TV show or whatever, right? Oh, I'm, I mean, I don't know anything about that. I only know about things that are on the internet. But okay. It's just like <clears throat> I remember once when I worked uh, for an internet service provider, like going to do a setup or a, or a tech support call or something. And they, they would send me out to people's houses. And there was just this guy whose, gla- whose desk was covered with like thirst buster cups, like 32 ounce or, or sometimes 64 ounce soda cups that had been used as makeshift chili bowls. Ugh. Like, he had just opened a can of chili, poured them into a, the nearest vessel that he had handy, which was a thirst buster cup, microwaved it, in that and then eaten like half of it and then just left it sitting uh. on his desk to the point where it was like it had dried I've out, known right? I've like, known some like messy people but this was like mental illness yeah I mean messy. I'm I am I am all I, I I can't really say all about but I I am an extremely like cluttered and messy guy in my personal space but 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 you don't leave yeah food exactly out. not not like, food waste i i won't abide that <laughs> and, and that's weird i mean it's 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 a weird distinction but it's a real yeah. one that i understand i mean i am not you will be killed by an avalanche of empty amazon boxes <laughs> right. but yeah. there won't be any sandwich crusts in them <laughs> okay but like that's what peter molyneux's desk looked like uh. It, it was really like, gross. It looks like it looked like the gross desk of a gross hoarder. Like, and people will say like, "Oh yeah, smoke cigarettes." Of course, that's what your environment looks like. No, it fucking doesn't. Like, I've known a lot of people who smoke cigarettes, and they're yeah, didn't so just they smoke ash into their, their keyboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there I was did a, for a while when there I was a period of time allowed apartment. Yeah, I had a so did I. It was it was into, it was bad news. I but I had an ashtray. Yeah, exactly. Like I was the kind of person who could afford something that is literally free because you just steal it from a hotel. <laughs> like it's but just it was just like I never understood the kind of person that would just leave a cigarette burning on the edge of a desk and forget mm. about it and then so their desk just becomes nothing but cigarette like cigarette burns. burns or like their keyboard is just melted because they left cigarettes sitting on top of it. How do you forget you're smoking a cigarette? Like, how do you just stop doing the awesomest thing in the world halfway through it? Because, oh, I forgot. Because that- you're making populace and you're so into it that you just lose track of whatever it is else you're doing. I got distracted by something that was better than a cigarette. No, you didn't, because there is no such thing. I don't know. It was bad news. It was bad news when I lived in a place where we you smoked, smoked inside. inside. Yeah. yeah, because I would just sit at the computer and just yep, that was like, either experience. work or play video games and just smoke Smoked and like smoke and smoke four and smoke times and smoke, and as much terrible. as I otherwise would have. But it was bad news. You don't 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 smoke inside. 
But even when I smoked inside and even when my girlfriend at the time smoked inside and even when I've lived in places where a lot of people smoked inside, none of us, none of us did that. None of us made this fucking Godus game. Mm-hmm. Like, you think that's a result of uh, people who smoke? It's it's like they want to recapture the feeling of having to go smoke a cigarette every 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you have to go back every 20 minutes and tap on your belief orbs. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I think... It is possible to build one giant mega complex in the game that uh, will just generate a, a billion belief uh, every hour. Uh, and so that's my new goal. I know that when you get like farming communities, that mm-hmm. that works by it, it's like you... It gives you a circle and you drag around until you get where you want the circle to be. And it takes all the buildings in that circle and crumples them together. And so that frees up spaces that I guess you could theoretically put more buildings in and then do it again. But well, and and you can crumple them into that same, into that same giant building. And does the building get proportionally larger as you do that? It depends. So if this is one of the other bullshit aspects of the game, it, you hit like preview and it crumples them up, but it crumples them up randomly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it crumples up, crumples them up real small, um, which is the optimal thing in terms of like preserving your land space. And sometimes it crumples them up in sort of the sprawling line of stuff. Mm. And so you have to sit there, hit preview, no, preview, yeah. no, preview. Okay. That one is, is small enough and acceptable. Okay. I'll take that. And like, what, why the fuck is that a thing? Why do they not just always do it crumple the same way? Bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, this game, I cannot recommend it. I uh, I would be annoyed if I was the guy who won in in a oh the, to the to, to be, be a god, a god in this game. Yeah. yeah, welcome. You're the lord of shit. I hope yep. that <laughs> you enjoy your shit crown on this toilet throne. That's I mean that could seem like an asshole anyway. <laughs> so it, it's probably fine. <clears throat> it's you know it reminds me of Richard Garriott's disappointing. Richard Garriott's disappointing adventure. <laughs> Was that the 1995 text adventure or the, um, the no? But a stupid garage sale, the garage sale thing, Facebook and game. and I mean I don't know. You know the the Ultima spinoff that EA did shut down. Um, Ultima Forever, and uh, ha 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 ha. This headline writes itself when Ultima Forever shuts <laughs> down, right? Um, but I mean, so I must have backed the Kickstarter for Richard Garriott's Shroud of the Avatar thing. But I don't know what kind of game it is, and I don't know if it's in beta. I don't know if I have access to it. I don't... Like, I have gotten so inured to emails from Kickstarter that I just constantly miss important stuff. I don't even know if the emails are from Kickstarter. I don't remember <laughs> if it was on Kickstarter or if it was some different. It was Kickstarter. Was it? Yes. Okay. Did you back it? I did not because I I have lost faith in his in his vision for video games. It's sad, right? Because like Ultima Four was one of my like. I mean, it was like important video games. I didn't encounter it until we played it for this, but like it it is just obviously a sort of a foundational text of the Western RPG, which is a game that I like, you know, it's a genre that I'm very partial to. And it, I mean, why is this going to happen to us? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Really? Like we're just going to, we're going to decide. We're going to become obsessed with space. (laughs) We're going to decide 15 years from now. 
oh, you know what I would like to make is some fucking garbage bullshit. Yes, yes, because we'll be gasping for our last chance of success and capitalizing on on all the good. Uh, do whatever, whatever the most recent horrible thing was that made. Yeah, a bunch exactly. Of money. It's going to be like you know a hologram. Is like, that really going to happen? Brain to chips. Sure. Why not? Are we really going to do that? Yeah. Everybody sells out eventually. Riff, do you want to do that? I don't wanna. <laughs> do you want Kevin to seems to think it'll be inevitable, though. <laughs> Name one person that hasn't done that. Uh, That's that was making video games oh, twenty years ago. That was making video games. Will Wright has not yet made a disappointing free to play. Okay, blunder. not free to play. No, I was gonna say <laughs> Spore, but Jordan Mechner just kind of wandered off. Right, yeah, like I don't... went back, went back to playing tennis in the Hamptons or whatever. There is, he was. There was something having to do with him recently, but I don't remember what it was. They they remade Karateka. Or... Yeah, there was That's that Karateka right. remake, which I didn't hear anything about one way or another. Um, I didn't realize how sort of important that game was in sort of genre defining. Like it was a really early game where you like had different kinds of fighting stances and yeah traversed you know what i mean first uh well no i guess i'm thinking of karate champ okay i think karate champ was probably the first like two person fighting although it was karate champ before or after yair kung fu Uh, i don't know i think it was before i really liked karate champ when i was a kid because i liked karate and i liked video games but i don't and you wanted to be a champ I don't believe that Karate Champ is a good game, and I think that it just isn't. I don't think I have played it. We had one in our local you know, was arcade, a, but I never messed with it much. We had one at, at, there was one at the Walmart for a while, which was when I would get to play video games, is whatever they had at the Walmart. Didn't you also get to play at, like, a bowling alley or something? No, I never went to the bowling alley. For whatever reason, I, like, didn't... There was an arcade that I could have gone to when I was a kid during the summers that I just didn't know about. Wow, that sucks. Yeah. Um, Our bowling alley uh, uh, had uh, a Goonies machine, which is the only one I ever saw, and it was awesome. There always... We've had Goonies at Zapcon. We've had Goonies one at Zapcon. uh, It was like a... It's a thing that only existed in the play choice 10 nintendo cabinets mm-hmm. i think yeah. i don't think that they ever i think maybe it came out as an actual nes card in japan oh because it was goonies 2 that was yeah, yeah the... goonies 2 was the one we got to do that as an assignment someday but i'm really not looking forward to it because yeah it did we, we not easy. i forget yeah. it's not i mean we had i mean i think you needed the paper map with it and it Remember, is also just really obtuse. I remember playing it a bunch, and I feel like I played I, it to completion as a kid, but I probably yeah, had I mean, external so, Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the, that's the thing. I don't think we would do that now. You know, his Molyneux's talk at GDC where it was just a commercial for Godus. Like, that was the right. only talk at GDC that I've ever rated badly, because hmm. I was like, that's just not... That, that's not what this should have been. Like, this is not what I came here to hear this guy talk about. It is, I mean... What do you do, though? Right? I mean, I, I so you have to have to a job. his credit. I think he's excited by what is happening in mobile games and is trying to sort of figure out what that means. And this is an attempt to do so in a with a genre that he likes. It's just it's weird how like I I I, I do enjoy the ability to sculpt and change the terrain and that kind of thing, but having that being a limited resource yeah. that 
is tied in back into like a, a cash shop. Man, and it's obnoxious about a it long too. Time every time you run out, it it waves the little flag in the corner of the screen saying, "Hey, buy some more of it." Yeah, I've gotten like because I built up that crazy little town, and then I've just been working all day. Like I'll just check in every hour or two and just collect all the belief or whatever and then i have way more than i know what to do with at this point which is great you know i'm gonna buy the pc version of it and just see what it's like because i don't know anything about i've not played this i don't i and i should look over your shoulder to see how it's different yeah because i mean there's there's probably a lot of games that i like that all of the steam reviews are don't buy this right and so i like i'm curious if you if you came at it with an open heart does it seem terrible? Well, I think the PC version probably is very different because it's yeah, not. Yeah, and that's, I'm curious. Rebalanced, what, rebalanced like, for a cash Because shop. this is what we say we want, right? What we say we want is instead of this free-to-play balanced, just like Farmville shit, just sell me a video game. Yeah. Right. And I I mean, I, I liked it except for all of that stuff. It's just there yeah, was and too so, and much and of I think, that for me to like it as a whole, you know. And I think I would have just thrown it away had I not like come up with this sort of personal challenge to play mm. it outside of its. Well, but also, if it hadn't been a game that Peter Molyneux made, you never would have paid attention to it in the first place. You would have looked at it and said, "This is bullshit." Maybe it's. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you less than other people, right? I mean, like we will play some dumb fucking <laughs> shit on the phone and talk about it on a podcast, sure. but like it, it's. You know, I think the pedigree did make some. Yeah, that's why you I, I knew mean, about when it. I, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is finally out on iOS." So click. But I was really surprised that it was free, and then I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. now I know why it's free." I mean, it's because that's the only way to make any money on iOS. I guess. Yeah, I'm curious whether it is making money. Curiosity was a disappointment. Yes, yes, it was. Lots of cocks and balls, though. <laughs> Lots of cocks and balls. And, you know, there was a period of time where I was, I mean, there was like a day or two where I was like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll tap some cues. Whatever. That's, it's got a, yeah. it's got a nice solid feedback loop. You know, it's, it's cookie clicker with a higher budget, right? Like click so you can earn currency so that you can click more at once so that you can earn more currency so that you can get a bigger sword, so that you can kill a bigger skeleton, so you can get a bigger sword, so that you can kill a bigger skeleton. You know, I mean, there's there's something reassuring about that kind of thing. And, like, it works at whatever level of abstraction you want to present it at. Right. You know, it's just, it's just sometimes it has this sort of sick sheen of capitalism on it that, you know, allows you to see the reflection of your gross fat face because you're craned down at your phone <laughs> like hmm, fucking money there's some sort of quotation about money and evil and the love of money is the root of all evil yeah yeah what is what is the like what does that stem from really like is that is that saying that greed is what causes people to do bad things yeah, or is so. it that like the desire for wealth itself as opposed to the things that it Yeah, the, I think the, the, the idea is that the, the pursuit of wealth for its own sake. Yeah. Is, I don't think it's the root of all evil. I think some people are just crazy and evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are evil people who are not interested in money. What are they interested in? Yeah, just being evil. Watching the world burn. They just get a boner from evil. I, I've uh, played basically nothing but Hearthstone since really? the last... 
show. I, I am pretty sure that I've played. No, I am pretty sure that I have won 50 games of Hearthstone. Wow. Since the last show. So what's your ratio? Uh, because I sort of got, because Naxxramas, like this just worked like their ploy just worked because Naxxramas caused me to have to actually pay some attention to the meta to learn about what different kinds of decks there are. Like I took a deck list that's like, oh, like they're like, oh, there's the, the, the Warlock Zoo deck is just sort of unbeatable now. And there are some cards in the Naxxramas expansion that are designed to counter that, but they're not out yet. Like they're in the later, uh, they're the later unlocked cards in here, but it did give some cards that work really well in this deck. So I looked up what the deck was. I found an example of like a cheap one. I played it for a while. I just won and won and won and won and won. I'm like, hmm. I kind of want to, I don't feel like just playing somebody else's deck. Like there's a few things that I think would work. Like there's, there's some cards that I think would be more fun to play in this. Right. So I subbed in, you know, like I replaced four of the cards you know, which was eight of the cards. Like I replaced like say a third of this deck that I got off of the internet with just things that seemed like they would work well with it and, and synergize correctly. And like, I have gotten up to like rank 12, I think like you start out at rank 25 and then you just win and every like two and then every three and then every four wins raises you up a rank and like, I just keep winning. And so it's fun. Nice. Wow. And it kind of felt like cheating because it's like, oh, I'm just going to get this deck off the internet. Mm-hmm. And then how, how does the thing it play is, against the fact another that, warlock deck? Um, that's coin flip kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it becomes a lot more tactical when you, you not only know what he could have in his deck, you know what he almost certainly has <laughs> in his deck. Like, and it's like, oh, well, I, you know. <sighs> you you know whether you're going to be worried that he's going to pull a specific thing next turn because he you know that he can afford it right and I'm like oh man has he used the coin yet like he could maybe do this thing that I could also do but he's probably not going to so I'll take the risk of doing this thing that he might be able to counter if he has this card in his hand like and it's interesting like i i felt bad just getting a deck list off the internet and then playing it and winning. But then I was thinking, you know, this guy could have also done that. Like, why do I feel bad? Because I went to the effort of right. reading about how to be better at this game. Because, and I, I mean, the reason that I feel bad is because it felt like it wasn't mine. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like I did not make this deck. I just learned about this deck and then started using it. But, and that's why I sort of, I forced myself to customize it a little bit so that at least then when I started losing, I could blame myself, hmm. but I haven't started losing yet. And it's weird. It's like, it's just so much more fun when you win. And that's why I feel like for me, at least games with actually correct matchmaking where you win half the time and lose half the time are just never going to be fun hmm. for me. Hmm. I enjoy online games when no one is any good at them and so i can actually win against people on the internet sometimes or i guess at this you know at this point where i actually do some research on how to be good at a game hmm. it isn't getting boring i always thought that it would get boring to play with the same deck 50 times in a row but it's just it's not boring because it's fun to win 
Interesting. And the new, you know, the, the single player stuff is also just fun. And it's also like a super like necromancer, like zombie skeleton ghost centric expansion. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, I like a, I like a haunted video game. Actual Nexramus is, is pretty cool. So they, they pick some good source material there. Did, uh, does the, the game occasionally like flicker and you can see a fly sort of off mm-hmm. the, no, it's the, good. The and then it, for one mana, that fly will come to life and nice. One of the bosses, uh, has this ability that he triggers every time it's his turn, which just swaps the attack and health of every minion on the board. So did you ever beat that guy? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just got lucky. Like I just, I, like I lost. And then I lost, and then I lost, and then I beat him without taking any damage. Mm-hmm. And nothing oh, wow. really changed except the cards that I was drawing. Crazy. So that was in the class challenge thing where you get a specific deck to play against him. Those have been hit and miss. The The Hunter one, which was just super random, like, it gave you a deck that every card was the same card, which just summoned a random beast card into your hand when you played it. Or How when much it did died, it cost? Maybe just one. So, yeah, so you just got, you started with four of them, and then you just drew one every turn. Like, that was just fun. And it's a thing that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that in a regular game, because that you couldn't put that many of that card in your deck. Like, you can't have more than two of a thing. And so... But the thing where he just toggles the power and defense of every minion on the board every turn is just fun. Like, it's, it's... Sometimes it's frustrating, because, you know, it's like it makes it hard. Like you have to think about what's going to happen next. You have to do this weird kind of planning in a way that and it alternates you don't normally each turn. Have to do it. Alternates each turn. Yeah. Cause it only happens at the beginning of his turn. So like, you know that if you buff the health of one of your guys, it's going to give them more attack the next time it's your turn, right. which, and that's what the deck they give you in the class challenge is all about. Um, that's just a good game. You know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that it lacks the strategic and tactical depth of the incomprehensibly complex horse shit that goes on in serious Magic the Gathering play. <laughs> but whatever. It's got it, it's there's a real heft to the pieces. The there's a lot of cool particle effects. You can like pull on a tusk and some poison pours out of a skull. <laughs> it doesn't really do anything. It's just you're just playing with a skull. It's good. Anybody got any news that caught anybody's interest? There are a couple things I saw. I saw that um, uh, apparently uh, Robin Williams was a big World of Warcraft player. um, And after he died, there was a petition that went around and hit 10,000 signatures really quick to to get him uh, memorialized memorialized, uh, in the game somehow. Uh, and the, the suggestion that was going around from the petition people was that they could npc NPCify his character and have hmm. him, like, telling classic Robin Williams jokes in one of the big taverns or something. And What's a classic Robin Williams joke? I, I don't actually know. I just ranting randomly in a coke-fueled well, like, bender. But you tell a joke so that you can earn some money to 
buy some cocaine yeah. so that you can tell more jokes. But uh, uh, apparently Blizzard is like, yeah, we'll totally do that, and they're working on it now. They haven't revealed exactly what they're going to do, but they're apparently definitely going to do something to immortalize him in the game. God, what if it's another one of those things where it's like that dead kid does the terrible voice acting and then they can't ever remove it? Like, what if Poop Guy writes the Robin (laughs) Williams quest and it's fucking embarrassing for everyone, but then they can't get rid of it because that would be like, that would be like letting Poop Guy shit on the grave of Robin Williams. (laughs) That would be pretty sad. Uh, The the other thing I saw that I'm excited about is that... um, Hideo Kojima of Metal Gear Solid fame and uh, Guillermo, 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 Guillermo del Toro, del Toro. <laughs> dang, uh, who uh, directed Pan's Labyrinth, among other things, is uh, they're collaborating on the new Silent Hill game, which is pretty hmm. exciting. Uh, I always have a hard time saying Guillermo del Toro's name because my cheek has been cut open with a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. and also I I can never see him unless I hold my hands up. You hold your hands up, Man, if there's a monster like that in there, that would be cool. But yeah, it's I've been I mean like I'm a big fan of Silent Hill two and three, which were like the only video games, the only horror video games that I've ever enjoyed because I I don't I don't understand people who think it's fun to be scared. I never got that. But there's the Silent Hill 2 was enough of an interesting and compelling story that I forced myself to play through it despite that. And it's one of my favorite games still. Were you never creeped out by stuff that happened in Twin Peaks? No. I, I, I don't find... Like, David Lynch scary? Well, there's there's that. David Lynch is just weird and creepy and not scary. But also I don't huh. take scary movies and tv and books personally the way i take a scary video game like a video game is so much more immersive to me that a a scary video game messes me up a lot more than a scary anything else you never finished amnesia did you no i didn't get very far in amnesia at all i got a lot of the way through machine for pigs once i realized that there's Almost never anything dangerous, yeah. But I, I did eventually not end up finishing that either. Bioware announced uh, their new game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an action RPG, and I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but it's uh it seems like it takes place in the real world. All the teaser videos are like sort of videos of teenagers in the real world who gained like lightning powers or whatever. Ooh, so it's like Chronicle. Yeah, it, it looked That's pretty. Cool. It looked pretty chronically. Yeah, and I just don't remember the name of it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Shadow Worlds or so, Shadow Realm. Oh, realms yeah. of sh- Shadow. It was, it was the word it was realms. The, yeah, something like that. It was when I saw that. I was, I, I was thinking about that board game you've got. That's like the complicated version of Werewolf. Shadow Hunters. Yeah, that's right. I can never remember the title of that either. I just knew it was Shadow Somethings. I was like, are they doing a video game version of that? That would be weird. It's described as an action RPG, which... Does that mean it's kind of like... Like Diablo-y? I mean, normally action RPG means Diablo, but like you could you could fairly easily describe like Mass Effect 2 and that's, 3 as an action RPG. That's what I was wondering. Like, right? Because if, 
if alpha protocol is an action rpg then yeah i want some of that right yeah imagine alpha protocol except you you're a fucking teenage lightning wizard yeah that'd be pretty <laughs> great it seems like it'd be pretty good uh i was pretty excited by the microsoft research uh oh, announcement right. you or- linked that and i got distracted before i looked at the video what, what it is, it? is super cool. They have figured out a way to take like head mounted camera footage, like a GoPro camera or whatever. And like the, it's like the video smoothing of time-lapse video. Yeah. Is, it's it's called hyperlapse. Um, so if, if you just take every 10th frame of like a head mounted camera, it just, it's like super jerky and basically unwatchable. Cause it's the, yeah, because only like a super jerk would wear one of those things while yeah. he was doing his super jerk extreme uh, sports. But the problem with the, those time with those videos is that they're super long and just you know generally uninteresting. So I you know ideal situation would be a watchable version of it that was you know f- way faster. And so they they just do a bunch of complicated math and smooth out the video so that it follows it like a smooth camera motion through the the, the trajectory of the of the the trip and it looks really surprisingly good and hmm. yeah it's amazing the ones where it was like going through a city or whatever were fine the ones where the guy was climbing the mountain mm-hmm. was like watching a horrible nightmare really where you could see so many artifacts of the the, the stitching together of stuff from different angles uh-huh. that it was like the view would move around very smoothly, but the landscape just sort of undulated in this nightmarish it did in the city too. It was less noticeable there it was like, for there whatever were like reason. Ghost people and yeah, the buildings like kind of melted people, a little people bit. People would sort stuff. of like fade out and then fade in a few feet down the it, road, and it, and that, it is very similar that, to the technology that they use in Street View, I think. Right. Because that is just a bunch of still pictures that they stitch together, and you can like you can sort of cruise around. Right, yeah, there's now. like that 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 sort of like blurring between two yeah. images that kind of looks like motion, but but it doesn't like with this. I don't know what it was, but just the rocks, especially huh. they just deformed in a way that made it look like the mountain was like a fake nightmare mountain. Okay, and I I just found it sort of unsettling. Sure, I don't like it when the terrain around me just morphs in weird ways. I don't like it when the spatial relationships between things in the world sort of change on their own as I'm moving past them. So like a a platformer where there are moving platforms is sort of hellish. No, I mean in real, in real life in video games, I'm I'm accustomed to it. I just, when like if you're climbing a mountain yeah. and then suddenly Some like rocks fall away. the mountain is like twice as tall as it was the last time you looked at it and there's those weird whispering voices <laughs> like that kind of stuff is scary to me in the in the real world and so like this video thing kind of evoking that was like oh no right that's what i don't like about nature is the <laughs> right. is the the sort of ghost haunted aspect of it where they're constantly telling you these horrible secrets about your family right So this assignment. Hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, this was... I really, really hated this video game, uh, Road Not Taken by Spry Fox. I'm not, like, sad that I bought it, because I would have really liked the opportunity to just fucking pay them for Triple Town and right. and play it as much as I wanted, which maybe they eventually they, gave they, me. Yeah, there is a way remember. to buy it. I don't know if it's on every platform or not, but I, I have definitely seen them 
sell it in places. I did not realize that this was a procedurally generated game until you told me. I only got like three levels into it before I was just like, yep, I think I quit in the middle of year four. That yeah. really surprises me because I I felt sure that you would have gotten really into this game and would have been very disappointed in me. Nope. For not. So it's I just think- a really complicated tile-based roguelike. It's not even really a roguelike. It's it like is sort of like it's a like roguelike. a big multi-room like a puzzle Sokoban, yeah. right? Like yeah, Sokoban kind of thing. It's a procedurally it's generated super one, complicated, which is way less satisfying. Yeah, like Sokoban yeah. level design is usually very tight and yeah. interesting. Well, it wouldn't have to. I mean, I think that you could make a procedural Sokoban level generator that produced compelling levels, right? Like, I think it would be really difficult. It probably would be, but you this could. and this did not do that. This the thing. The thing that struck me about this the most is that there were, in a game that looked like it had 10 things that you could do, there were 900 things that you could do. And it, every level, it very inadequately explains 30 of them and then just never shows you those things again. Yep. Yep. And it, it was just uh, overwhelming. Like, uh, when you go through the tutorial, and the tutorial is very simple. Straightforward. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, so this will, this, I I figured it'll add one or two new objects per level, and you'll, you'll go on that way. But no, it adds like a a dozen or more objects on the first level. And And they all have weird rules about, so there's the weird recipes, which is an entirely extra layer of stuff, but they also all have these weird rules about how they move that the moles are the only ones that I noticed a really weird change of how things move. I guess the rocks, the rocks, the rocks will bump each other out of the way. Those, those Yeti guys, do not understand at all. What are the Yeti guys? The, the like bear things, the things from triple town. Yeah. What, what about them? I don't understand how they moved The Like I would so regularly pick something up and then just be unable to move in a direction and have no idea why I couldn't move in that direction. Also the fact that you could throw stuff from one screen to another, like fuck that game. Like, because you that, now suddenly have to keep yeah, all objects like in that, mind. That just yeah, that yeah. took a thing that already had an extremely large and confusing possibility space yep. and just squared it. And the by, fact that you can't pick up if you're next to more than one thing, you right. can't pick up just you pick one up, thing. You pick up everything. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of the puzzle, right? Like that's that. But it is a huge limitation and oh, frustration. So well, I mean, much. it is because you. I found myself constantly stuck and undoing progress by doing it by accident. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't intend to pick up all of these things. And then you can't just put them back down again. Yeah. You have to you throw have them. To you throw have them. to yeah. throw them. This, I feel like you could describe this game in a way that would make it seem like it was right up all of our hours. Sure. Sure. And, and that's, that was how it was pitched to me in the, like the preview stuff that I had seen about it. And I was like, you know, this sounds interesting. It's like a procedural logic puzzle game. This mm-hmm. would be cool. I didn't, I didn't feel like a logic puzzle at all. It felt like a, it felt, it felt like a randomly generated crazy (laughs) chaos simulator. Like, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I started just losing it because I couldn't keep track of like, okay, 
sometimes if I, if I touch these spirits, they just drain energy, but I can pick them up and throw them. And sometimes they match, they, they mix up with it. Like there's just too yeah. many things to they keep match track up of. And then they give you an object that what the hell do I do with this now? Yeah. So you get an ax. Okay. I guess I could cut down a tree. There's no trees in this room. <laughs> Right. I was never like I was often sort of prohibited from throwing something into another room, and I because don't know there if was that's... stuff that it would bounce back out. Yeah, because that means there's something in the square that it's trying to be thrown into. But it looks like there are interstitial it border does. squares that yeah. are not that real. They aren't real, yeah. and that's, that's fuck that. Terrible. Like, yeah. why just m- give them a different fucking texture? Don't make them if squares. They, yeah, just... like don't. Yeah, yeah. Make it clear that they're following. Like the fact that. Whatever the requirements were to open any south-facing gate were so routinely obscured by the UI that was explaining something to you that maybe you've seen a hundred times, or maybe it's a new thing where you're really hoping to get some insight into why a thing works the way that it does. But no, we're just going to give you like some cute, confusing thing like, oh, these guys like to hug. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I totally understand what's going to happen if I pick them up and try to throw them at things. Right. Like... And the fact that there is, like, if there wasn't an energy counter, like, if you weren't right. if you weren't being punished with the for removal of a resource for experimentation, yeah. 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 there would be, it would be so much less stressful. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's... Too many things all the same time. Too why many is things. It? It's difficult enough to win if you had infinite energy. Why would you even... Like, is this is this just a thing where they never playtested it? Well, they probably playtested it internally a lot, right? But I mean, yeah, because they're the because they know everything about it, and they're yeah, real, like, yeah. I mean, that's the they, they they have gotten a bunch of feedback that it gets way too hard, way too fast, and so I think that they are going to go back and tune it to be much easier, um, at least early on. So who knows? I mean, I I feel like I would not feel like my time had been wasted if I played a game that started out as the tutorial of this game and over the course of 20 levels gradually ramped up to the complexity of level two yeah yeah <laughs> I, you know it i like i kind of feel i feel I would bad just back about just dumping on this but it was answer. just it was ju- it was just crazy sure and it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would be like it this seems like a weird experimental game from like, like this feels like a weird experimental Palm Pilot game from the '90s, except with 2014 production values. Hmm. Like, you know, it's cute and the art is nice, and I guess I like fucking Harvest Moon style relationship management. I, yeah, I, although no. I was confused about how much. It's going to, how much of an object it's going to take away from you when you share yep, with somebody. You never know. You get 10 of something and then you talk to somebody and you share a thing and maybe it takes, takes five. Away half. Maybe it takes, really? It was always half. That is the worst uh, amount it, it to take away. Half for me. Because what? I, what I gave somebody two, I had two of something once and they took both of them. Oh, weird. Yeah. I always, I always got, I always had them take half, I think. All right. So clearly we just don't understand yeah, so, yeah. how it works. Also, that was the only bad, like, I liked Harvest Moon until it got to the point where you had to start, like, finding a wife. And, I mean, you know me, I just want to work. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to leave the farm. 
I've got things to water in sequence. I don't want to play like a weird dating sim. Yeah. I imagine I mean, Harvest Moon is better in that regard now that it doesn't have a time limit. Mm. They Man, apparently, this thing. Jenny was talking to me about, I was talking about Harvest Moon with Jenny recently and she said that they, they, they stopped giving you like the 300 day limit or whatever it is after like the second one. Rune Factory is another, like Rune Factory seems like, this is like Harvest Moon, except sometimes you go into a dungeon where you have to farm your way through a dungeon. Huh. Uh, but then that turned out to not be any fun for me, at least. You do like dungeons and you do like farming. I know. You would think that like Dungeon Farm would be the best video <laughs> game for me. Dungeon.farm. Okay. You should get it. Farm.dungeon. Farm.dungeon. Yeah. Dungeon.farm and farm.dungeon are like two. Yeah. You play both of them and then you get a code to unlock a different yeah. game. <laughs> uh. An actual, an actual uh, locker somewhere that is filled with dung and treasure. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> treasure dung? Why? Why? God, this game. It's what? Uh, what's our next? It seemed like a good be? idea. It seemed like a good idea, Kevin. Yeah. I don't. I'm not mad at you for. I thought it was gonna be good. It seemed like it would be. Yeah. So. It it's was, just it was neat up through the tutorial. <laughs> and there's there's at least one or two of our listeners who got into it and really enjoyed it. So like it, it, it I think the fault is partially in us that this is not our game but we are almost never in agreement on this kind of thing yeah and it's yeah. weird that we were all like oh this looks great and then we were all like oh this is terrible this is yeah. incomprehensible like this never happens yeah yep. this is this is very strange and i feel like for for it to have i get put off by complexity of systems much more readily than i think either of you guys sure. um if it is if you're just thrown in to I, it i just always felt like i was <sighs> There was no intent screwed. There were so many, there were so many things that you could do by accident that they, that the, the intent, you were just robbed of intentionality by so many things, so many more things happening out of your control than were happening in your control. And if there were designed levels that wouldn't happen, I don't think, you know, you just wouldn't set people up to be able to accidentally ruin everything. I mean, like, can you get to can you get stuck in levels without being able to finish them? I don't know. You I guess if you run out of energy, I never did because I because I was led to believe that it would be terrible if I did, so I was crazy stingy with it and just quit playing instead of using my potions. Part of the problem for me was like when they said you know, year four or whatever out of and it was obvious that it was out of fifteen, I was like, I just have no desire to do this. 10 more times right like it just seemed interminable it seemed like it was going to take forever and i just lost interest yeah i mean is and is the game you just play these 14 levels and then you're that's meant to be a game i think so like mm. yep and it gets harder each level i mean that said i only played it for about 20 minutes and i played it for an hour did you so yeah. if, i mean if a game of it takes three hours then that's yeah that's i keep I keep trying to suggest 80 days as an assignment. I don't remember if I actually talked about this on the episode or not. Riff, do you remember? I do not. So it's it's this iOS game that's very interactive fiction-y, but it's kind of an Oregon Trail, but you, like a... You did talk about it. I did. I don't know if I'm ever going to finish a single game of it. 
Is right. the idea that you're tra- traversing the world in 80 days? Yeah, and it takes 80 days of real time. It, no. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's kind of that's funny, cool. though. That's cool. Yeah, it doesn't. But it... You were talking I, about that, like, you, you can branch to, like, to see which cities are going to go to next yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've probably played it for 45 minutes, and I am 5% of the way through one game of it. So, like, I'm never going to... I don't think I'm ever even going to finish it once. Right. Right? And if it's a thing where it's like, if I had fucked up in the third city and died and the game was over, maybe I would still be playing it. But, like, because it's just... No, this is just, like you know, a Walking Dead style branching narrative thing or whatever. And the resource management is ancillary to it, which I don't know if it is like, it could be that I'm just okay at the resource management. And so I'm not failing in ways that are sort of mechanically comprehensible. I'm only failing because every time I get onto a train, it's like, you turns out you don't have a ticket. I'm like, what? I clicked the button to buy a fucking ticket for this train. I was like, oh, nope, sorry, you only bought one for Gage. You didn't buy one for yourself. So here's your options. You can either hide and hope that the ticket taker doesn't come and get you, or you can buy a spare ticket that this old woman has. And uh, Okay, so the first time that worked, and then the second time it was like, ah, ticket was a fake and you're in jail now. <laughs> like, wow. dude, fuck you. Like, I didn't have the option to not become a criminal uh, anyway huh. does it not give you the option to buy two tickets when you want tickets i don't i don't know i mean it's it's entirely possible that it's like well we need to figure out a way to inject some drama into right? each of these things yeah. and so it's just what like you know they don't they're a racist and so they won't sell you a ticket but you have to get on the train anyway right like i mean that'd be a way of at least explaining it so it's like no, you're gonna have to sneak onto trains because no one will sell around you a train the world ticket. in racist trains. <laughs> <laughs> we played a game of racist trains last night. Oh yeah, it was really we just sat around playing a game of trains and talking about how much we don't like the Jews. Um. Oh man, you could be playing a game of train. Yeah, and t- that's man, bad. That's, no, that's, that's a bad, worse. Bad yeah. scene. Twist. Uh the next assignment we're gonna do uh we're gonna triple have, it's 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 shark week here at video games hot dog <laughs> so uh we're gonna play escape goat and goat simulator uh and escape goat too if you want to F- feel free sure sure Perfecta. Uh, also uh a video games hot dog listener and uh kingdom of loathing fan f uh gave me a copy of goat simulator oh, on steam okay. so i don't even have to buy it before i play it wow that's yeah that's nice because i got i've got friends on the internet who care about me how you guys doing? I guess you're going to be spending some money on this video game. You <laughs> I already have copies of all three of them, so oh. I, I guess I already did spend money on them. <laughs> you're your own internet friend. That's right. You've made a you've made a mirror out of cardboard boxes. You've become so, your own best friend. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I still have that Halloween mask. I want you to live every white week like it's Goat Week. Every white week, like it's goat week. Every white week, every week, every waking week. I live every week like it's white week. White week. Kevin. Yes. Let's do some listener's mail. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how edits work anymore. Uh, Someone who does not specify a name writes arm. (laughs) That's, That's a good one. Uh, Sean says, there is absolutely guacamole at Taco Bell, Kevin. Yeah, one of the layers of a seven-layer burrito is fucking guacamole. I, I think, like it. so, 
in reviewing my my shoddy memory, I think I was buying a bean and cheese burrito, which still comes with fucking onions for some reason. So you have to specify that it doesn't come with onions. I was okay, not buying a so, seven-layer burrito. So what you were getting was a three-layer burrito and asking them to hold one of the layers? Yes. So I wasn't buying a seven-layer burrito at all. And I'm sorry that I uh, <laughs> misrepresented my past. You could, man, you could fit nearly four of your burritos into a seven-layer burrito. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I don't think if, I mean, I don't think that if you got two seven layer burritos and stack them on top of each other, I don't think that counts as a 14 layer a burrito. 14 layer burrito. <laughs> Why not? Well, and so when you are digging into the earth and you hit like a layer of shale and then a layer of limestone and then another layer of shale, it's like, oh, just two layers of earth. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. no, that's, that's a real thing. I'm saying if you take like a seven layer dip <laughs> yeah. and put another seven layer dip on top you have a 14 layer dip i don't think that you do right like i think if you take a seven layer dip and then you fold it in half you do not have you have a seven layer dip taco (laughs) you have a 13 layer dip because the first layer folds in on itself like right it's like uh, you can't have like a layer of the thing on top and you can take you can take a seven layer burrito uh, open it up Uh put it and open up the other one and put it on top and the tortilla does not count as a layer and then you roll it back up. It's now a fourteen layer burrito. So if you if you unrolled a seven layer burrito, yes. cut it into a hundred very thin slices, yes. and yes. stack them on top of each other, yes. would you then have a, a seven hundred layer burrito wall? Yes, you would, yes. <laughs> and it would be the most powerful burrito known to warfare. And yep, <laughs> so true. I mean, it's still just a seven layer burrito. Like it doesn't like the mass of it doesn't increase or anything. It doesn't it doesn't get guns or magic powers. Well, okay, but like a wall is just a collection of bricks and the collection of bricks doesn't do you any good. But a wall does a pretty good job of keeping people out of your yard. Right. Like true. So I would rather have like one loose brick than a wall that was just like, say, 700 feet tall and one foot wide in my yard. If there was like a single bulldog attacking me like because with one brick i could just hit the bulldog in the head and it would leave you could just knock the 700 layer burrito over on top of your army and they would be like oh my god the deliciousness i don't (laughs) have an army it's just me and the stupid bulldog (laughs) like the dog would stop and eat the wall you would be fine god i never should have leveled those economic sanctions against one bulldog army All they wanted was some bricks, which was like, you'd think that the guy with this, with its 700 foot tall walls worth of bricks. Yep. Like, uh, you'd think I'd just give them one. Why are there bricks in your burritos again? Uh, Synod63 says, what do you think about the obviously false, especially now that global PC gaming revenue has surpassed console revenue, a statement that PC gaming is dying or dead? Uh, a lot of people like to say a lot of things. Yeah. Luckily, as, as proud card carrying members of the PC gaming master race. All right, Thrensa says, Oblivion Speech Minigame. You had four ways of speaking. It was something like joke slash brag slash bladder. Bladder? Bladder <laughs> slash bladder slash all over them. Each NPC had one they loved, one they liked, one they disliked, and one they hated. You told this based on their facial expressions. Easy for non-humans, not so easy for Argonians. There were four strengths. The wedges of the wheel were filled in different amounts that judged how strongly they would react. Lastly, there was a number in the middle that was their disposition to you. The filled in wedges moved clockwise with each action, and the goal was to make sure you used 
used the actions they disliked on low-filled wedges and the things that they liked on high-filled wedges to come out with an overall positive gain at the end of the conversations. If your speech skill was high enough, you could get free rotates to help maximize gains. As you are in the persuasion menu, their disposition slowly goes down, so you have to be quick. Uh, and then he links to a YouTube video that's a guide that explains it, which is easier to understand. Or you can do the fucking smart thing and make a one second duration charm spell at max power. Time <laughs> freezes while you're in conversations. So the spell lasts long enough for you to talk to them and learn to ignore that train wreck of a minigame. Wow. All right. I mean, I'm glad to I'm glad to see this described as a thing that I would never in a million fucking years have figured out. That, yeah, that interface sounds terrifying if, if it is not made explicit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was back in the day when you got a decent manual. Maybe it was in the manual. Oblivion? Not Oblivion. Wasn't it? No, it was like 2007, 2008. Really? Wow. The first one? Yeah. Oblivion's like wasn't. Three. Oblivion's the fourth one. Four. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Okay. Morrowind is Morrowind is three. Oblivion right, is four. Right. I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking Oblivion was one. the title and not the subtitle. Oh. Um. RNG, he hate me. Actually, a couple people sent this in. Uh, there was a woman who used a sort of a GPS tracking thing to run around and draw cocks and balls on the map. So yeah, I'm glad they thought of us when they saw this. Uh, somebody Player writes created content. Hot video. That's pretty good. Somebody writes capital X, lowercase X, lowercase X. It's web form. It's web form is good news. So, do you think that we? Attract more bots than usual because we have just video a wide games open web form and hot dogs in our. I think like, it's just because bots like sweet skeletons. Hmm. Okay. Axaka says, "Would Asymmetric ever put together an ARG, an alternate reality game? If you did, what kind of techniques or technology would you include? Have you ever participated in one?" Uh, Kevin and I made a sort of a scavenger hunt thing yeah. for for like a work deal and riff riff uh participated in it what was your name oh i don't remember phineas weatherbottom something like that sure you were what an explorer with a yeah i had a pith helmet you had a pith helmet and you were sampling the wares of the exotic orient at pf chang's (laughs) (laughs) we just sort of installed people at different restaurants yeah um i was a i was a scholar and i was interested in coins and had the various coin puzzles i was so proud of all the names that i gave you guys and now i can't remember any of them you were a, a pool hall wizard yeah i was a wizard at playing pool um because you had your magic pool staff the people that showed up were like do you work at the pool hall I'm like <laughs> no you idiot i fucking put this th- what what do you th- what do you think yes this pool hall has a wizard <laughs> like what the f- I mean, honestly, every pool hall should have a wizard. <laughs> well, they have sharks. Why can't they have wizards? Every week is wizard week. I mean, we've done a bunch of puzzle hunt type stuff. Yeah. Never like a never like a really large scale like embedded arg thing. But I would I would love to. Yeah, I mean, I've we've got some ties to the arg community. Yeah, I was big into that perplexed city when that was running. Oh yeah, you published a you published a puzzle for perplexity. Yeah. Did that ever actually get sold, or did they? Uh, it did eventually get get sold. Yeah, I've got a few copies of it. Hmm. I don't think I ever ended up with one of your cards. 
Uh, Elfin says, regarding large Picross puzzles, I once received a 500 by 500 Picross as a gag gift. Whoa. It was about 8 by 8 feet in size as a physical poster. Not very practical to solve. That seems like that the weirdest great. gag gift. Like, that is nuts. The idea of having to keep track of 500 rows and columns is kind of amazing. I mean, I could imagine a real simple one. Well, sure. <laughs> you know. Just a bl- big barcodes. <laughs> there were just two ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Well, two ones. There was a one in row 10 and row 490, and then a one in column 10 and column 490. Right. So just totally two, ambiguous. Yeah, just... <laughs> just uh, Forte SP says, what are your favorite video game themes or songs? They can be from any game ever, vocal tracks or not, English lyrics or Japanese. It does not matter. Just favorite songs that were written for and featured in a video game. I think that I have never, I have never heard a video game song with lyrics that I didn't oh. hate. Hmm. With, with lyrics? lyrics. But you know what I the like worst? like a bunch of the ones from Bastion. Yeah, I was just going to say Bastion, I liked. And the the song in transistor was fine yeah right there's a couple yeah. good songs with lyrics in um the silent hill series soundtrack i think the one i like is from silent hill 3 i mean my favorite soundtrack is fucking grand theft auto vice city well sure, sure. But that is those a, are just but this is this is made for a video yeah so you know my experience of the transistor and bastion soundtracks is that i listen to them while i'm working and so i always just skip past the ones that have lyrics huh. yeah. so yeah. i don't uh, I it doesn't have words, but I really liked the the Metroid. Yeah, Metroid. Soundtrack. Metroid like that's, music that, is great. That yeah. sticks in yeah. my head. I Man, the music from Crypt of the Necrodancer is great. Oh yeah, it's good. The NES Gauntlet title theme song hmm. is really good, yeah. and the NES Wizards and Warriors title theme song is really good. Uh, I think just because I really like pedal notes. And those songs feature a lot of pedal notes. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's like when you alternate between one note and then a melody line played on another note. Like, I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to, I like there it's, it's difficult to like sing or hum, but is one finger hitting the same key. Yeah. And it's like going, doing a melody. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I'm, I can making, imagine I'm that. making a motion. You can imagine it. Um, but yeah, man, Wizards and Warriors. I just, I will just go and search for that on YouTube and just play it on repeat every once in a while. It's just good. It's just a good video game theme song. Mm-hmm. All the music in uh, Swords and Sorcery is really good. Oh yeah, the Jim Guthrie stuff is yeah. good. You guys are all just going the modern artsy fartsy stuff. Well, uh, well those are to, the things that are yeah, more... it's all the stuff that I have in my game soundtracks Pertinent. playlist on iTunes. I like the sort of single speaker uh, interpretation of the E.T. theme song from the 2600 E.T. game. <laughs> I mean, Super Mario Brothers has good music. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I kind of like the Space Quest older. theme song, too. Yeah, I mean, Tetris music was oh, like... Okay, sure. Yeah, but that's, again, not... Those that are not all, written for... No, those are all existing oh, okay. classical pieces, right? Yeah. Man, the ice cream truck around here was playing that for a while. <laughs> it was playing Rocket Sauce. Rocket Sauce? Yeah. Is that the name you of didn't... that song? No, it was from 
the, the search for rocket sauce just watch a youtube clip of uh, tenacious d check, yeah, check the search for inspira the the i think that was the maybe the first episode of the tenacious d show uh the hbo show or showtime show or whatever that was their sort of original debut rocket sauce is a pretty good song um Glebe says, if you end up doing a Patreon for the podcast, please do another we'll thank you on a future episode reward tier. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> we just need to do another Kickstarter so that we have we have a thousand people whose uh, names we can say. It was great. It was fun. Yeah. And the listeners loved it. So long as one of them is Mr. Lieutenant Time Bonkers. Yeah, we got to do something to get some more of that guy's money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just so we can hang out with like, I would like if you pledge $10, Mr. Lieutenant Time Bonkers, we will buy you a $40 meal. <laughs> like, just come out, come out, pledge $10 for like a beer. <laughs> F says Spelunky Daily music on or off uh, music always on. I. When I start playing the Spelunky Daily Challenge, I'm still like listening to a podcast and it isn't until it isn't until I have aggroed the shopkeepers that i turn the podcast off so <laughs> some days it doesn't happen because with the with that the music is your indicator as to whether there is a hostile shopkeeper on the level or not oh it's not a ghost timer thing or whatever what's also i mean the music isn't really a ghost timer except that you just get to learn you learn when the ghost is in the off. song the ghost is coming so Sometimes on the loop before the ghost is coming, you're like, as oh, this, nope, I got another 45 seconds or whatever. Um, but no, there's just like, there is a, there are pissed off shopkeepers theme. That then if they all die, it switches back to the normal music. Huh. So it's especially useful in like, well, in the ice cave levels, they will often not be aggroed. They will not get agitated by anything. Did you see that crazy 12 and a half minute, no gold, no items hell run? No. Did you know you could, like, this is kind of a spoiler. Did you know you could kill Yama? Or was it Yama's the last mm -hmm. the, 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 By picking up his head and putting it next to some spikes. What? And you just win. Huh. Like, what the fuck are you sure this wasn't just like a fake cartoon video i as i mean it would have it would have been extremely convincing if it was a fake it was fascinating huh. it was incredibly like oh god i'll have to look for that it that is so good. hard it's so hard to not pick up any gold over the course of a run he like would occasionally pick up some items very rarely would pick up like stuff to hold in his hands to like throw or whatever but usually didn't do any even that it was amazing. That's the, I haven't gotten the ten, beating it in ten, beating all in 10 minutes achievement. And mm -hmm. I haven't gotten the beat it without picking up any gold achievement. Cause it just doesn't seem fun. Beating Olmec with no bombs is also crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If I get there and I can't dig through the floor, I just, I'm like more or less fucked. God, I had, I have I have a few people on my friends list who still play the Spelunky Daily Challenge, and a couple days ago, I did a run, and I did really well, and I was like, man, I'm really proud of myself. I bet I'm pretty high in the rankings. I'm like, 19th, yeah, and then the one of my fucking friends, one of my fucking Steam friends, was 18th with <laughs> 1,050, I had 215,525 
dollars, and he had two hundred sixteen thousand five hundred seventy-five dollars. That sucks, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I, I got mine in four four, and he got killed on two one. Like he actually ghosts. Oh, wow. He uh, actually just like ghosts every level to hit the leaderboard, which I think is boring. So I'm just never gonna do it. That takes. That's a lot of time commitment every day. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do it every day. I really am liking the uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer daily challenge. Uh, those are often pretty short for me because I'm bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> but I made it I, I made it to the, I don't know, top 300 the other day yeah. or something. Keeper X13, <clears throat> no, Keeper13, a.k.a. The Man, says, Hey, guys, I just discovered this podcast and I like it. Well, we just discovered this Thanks. listener and we like him. Uh, we all know about shitty licensed games. We all know about the exceptions. But what do you feel are some underrated licensed games? Keep it up. I like Jaws for the NES. Yeah. That, that was okay. okay. I liked, uh, I mean, the DuckTales game for NES was good. Sure. I remember, I have really fond memories of the Chippendale Rescue Rangers game. I don't think I played that. For the NES. Um, I remember the Temple of Doom arcade game being kind of fun. Oh, no. No. Have you played it recently? Well, not recently, no. Man, it's I can't stand that game. The old Spice uh, Dikembe Mutombo game was pretty good. Yeah. Say, what, was it Dikembe Mutombo Saves the World or something? Yeah. Uh, I was talking uh, to... Oh, uh, how about the Michael oh, Jackson Moonwalker game? I have, a, I have a soft spot for that. Like, it's... I really, really, really like the way that game looks. Yeah. And so, it like, you know, it's a thing where, like, when when I worked at... I, they had that game when I worked at the movie theater, so I played it a bunch. But, you know, I never... I was never going to put, like, $10 in it and actually finish it. But that was one of the first things that when, like, MAME was a thing, I'm like, you know, I'm going to play that game all the way through. Because mm-hmm. you get infinite continues. Because you're a thief. Right. Um, and I did, and it's boring. I mean, it's this really the same thing over and over again. <laughs> they, I think... In a lot of cases, they realized, like, people who are making arcade games, like, nobody is ever going to see level four. So, fucking It can just be the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it's, you know. The one game that that is not true of is the Terminator 2 arcade game. Did I talk about... You know, that was a fucking licensed game. And the Terminator 2 arcade game, the, the light game gun, that is a fucking good game. Did I get... Did I talk about getting to the end of Simpsons Hit and Run? No. Uh... The seventh level. Another good license game. Yeah. So the seventh level was same map as the first one and the fourth one or whatever, but they did sort of a fundamental reskinning of it, which kind of made it worth it. Um, and it was like a lot of fun and cool to like explore that, but then the missions were just like super terrible and hard. Um, so it was it was like oh, it's like oh, cool, awesome payoff, and then oh, fucking bullshit. You were swearing a lot. I was. It it was really, really annoying. But it's over now. I don't have to go back. This was a tense weekend. The people downstairs yeah. had company for a music festival that was in town. And so there was a lot of just uh, being up drinking and screaming like until three, three in, in the morning. morning and then getting up at 830 the following morning and drinking and screaming and bouncing tennis balls off of Kevin's window. Hmm cool seriously bouncing tennis balls off of someone else's window yep like i i know what's a fun game guys let's let's be comically bad neighbors (laughs) 
They like, they also set a bunch of containers on the ground of varying sizes, put point values in them, and then threw washers off of the roof into their yard to see if they could like who would make the most points. That's awesome. That is kind of cool. Yeah, that, I really wish that they had invited us to come that play that out with them. Does not uh, wake me up and <laughs> does yeah. not scare the crap out of me in the morning. So I I can get behind that. Sure. Hmm. Mr. Nee says, listen to the episode 159, Zach expressed the view that the best thing about the reboot of XCOM is that it kept the best bits of the original. As someone who's played the game since the mid-90s, I think the majority of us thought the reboot actually lost a lot of the best features. I won't go into finer details as to why, as I doubt you'd be converted, but in streamlining a lot of the game in the reboot, a lot of strategy was lost. In the old game, the economy and the balancing of the books, the custom setup of what your men carried, and the weight penalties, etc. were a big part of the game. The time unit method of movement enabled you to adopt a wider range of tactics than with the you-can-move-twice-or-move-and-shoot simple of the reboot method. All in all, both games have a different feel to them, and I would never try to judge which was better, as I suspect the programmers had slightly different target audiences in mind. Yeah, no, and I would argue that the dramatically simplified reboot probably had ten times the audience as the original. Like, it was the, the a classic was kind of in a much smaller yeah. market, and coming to them both now, like, not having really ever played it or gotten into it or, say, had, like, read the manual, for whatever reason, like, if I buy a game off of GOG, I know it comes with a PDF of the manual, but I'm never going to sit and read a PDF manual the way that I would have read a physical manual when I was a kid. You, you had way more patience for that shit as a kid. Yeah. As an adult, you got you got things to do. Yeah. I got people to throw off the tops of buildings. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure that there is a group of people that Mr. Nee can commiserate with about how the new XCOM has completely lost the spirit of what the original XCOM was to them. But for my money, the new XCOM let me play an XCOM game because it was simple enough for me to internalize the systems and, and actually enjoy it and not just Oh, I just didn't realize this whole part of the game existed. So while I was off doing these missions, I lost the game because I wasn't paying attention to this weird third thing. Like, yeah, which was my experience of playing the original XCOM. Like the original XCOM was a really it was cool and it was interesting. And it was the first assignment that we ever did on video games hot dive because I was this game is important. We should play this because this thing is it's important. Was that really our first assignment? Yeah. And. It was like, well, I played this for like a half an hour and more or less had no idea what the fuck was going on. And all of my guys were getting killed all the time. And then it was like, oh, no, the aliens are winning. And then I got sad and quit. And that was my experience of it this time. And whereas the new XCOM was like, all right, I played a video game for a few hours. (laughs) You know, and there were certainly some things about it that frustrated me. But, you know, I played all the way through the new Shadowrun games. Whereas that's yeah, that was surprising to me because even though I normally don't like a tactical RPG like that, this one was streamlined enough that it just didn't have an intimidating Hmm. level of depth and tedium, Mm -hmm. you know, which is why is there a slider? Can you turn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes from depth at one end to tedium at the (laughs) other end and you you just like sort of pick where you want it to be. Ah, that's good. Oh, that Uh, reminds me. Um, You were talking about uh, Divinity Original Sin, another tactical rpg kind of thing 
I, I started playing that as well. And you were totally right about that murder mystery being way too long. And you just have to steal shit. You cannot solve it. Yeah. Without I mean, you could, I guess you could, you could justify the theft as being like, you're basically the cops here and you're looking for evidence and the stuff you can, the stuff you have to steal is obvious is things like the filthy socks that the, the dog will be able to smell, you know, but yeah, I just still, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think that this is, this is really my problem and not the game's problem or video games in general's problem, but like, you don't want to be a bad guy in a if video you, game? If you are going to do the thing where there are things that you can interact with, and then there are things that you can interact with where you get a big red warning label that interacting with this thing counts as theft, mm-hmm. you should not then require the player... There are a bunch of quests in Skyrim that, re- that require you to steal stuff. No, there weren't. There are a ton of quests that require like you to thieves do. guild quests. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's yeah. That's kind of outside of. Is it though? Like the main. If so, well, compared mean, to the, there, this is categorically different, right? Because this is part if, of the main. Line if the, the mainline quest in Skyrim required you to steal stuff, I mean, because I can play and enjoy Skyrim and never do the thieves guild stuff. Right. Okay. Right. Can you can you really not finish this without stealing something? You yeah, can. as far as I can tell. Okay, like I, I there's a bunch like of different ways to. What have wh- how? What happens if you can't talk to the dog? Can you there, get that information so, from the dog without being able to actually converse with him? You can go once you've started investigating the murder. I, and I and I just a lot of the, like I went back and I played this for like another hour and then I just got pissed off again and shut it off again and I think I'm just seriously fucking done at this point because even on easy I cannot find where to go that there's a fucking fight that I can survive hmm. like now that I've like gotten out of town also there is there is no way to progress without going through the gates of the town and they say you're not a high enough level to leave town are you sure you want to leave town like there is just no way to not have that happen you have to say yes i i i want to go anyway huh. i haven't like, i haven't had anybody say that to me yet i've left two of the different i went to like the orc beach and i went out the north gate i think huh. and i ran into fights that like like I survived this first fight but I'm not going to survive an- another one so I turned right around and went back but every but time I left town out. yeah every time I left town they said you have the right number of people in your party but you're not high enough level huh are you sure you want to do this and it was the same speech every time hmm, I never I, saw that that's weird so you can once you're investigating the murder the state changes at the healer's house and you can go there and this, this, if I had seen this to begin with, it might have changed my tune. He says, Oh, my assistant left. And what's weird is that she left her satchel right. over in her office. She never forgets to take her satchel with her. Anyway, you're welcome to check out the satchel if you want, but you fucking mouse over it and it's stealing. Huh. Even though he just explicitly gave you permission to look through it, which. I think if that had happened to me before I had already been frustrated with this, I would have just concluded, oh, it's a buggy. This game is just some buggy bullshit, so it doesn't matter whether it thinks something is stealing or not. I mean, it's like there were certain things in Fallout, 
and these were these were largely limited to in Fallout Three, places where, depending on your live. disposition, they were it was either an NPC quest giver camp or just a camp full of enemies. Where like mm-hmm. you'd go in there and murder everybody because they start shooting at you as soon as you show up, but taking anything from in there you just lose karma because it still counts as things that are owned by somebody else whereas like things laying on the ground at an always hostile bandit camp don't count as things that are owned by somebody else and you know i don't want to write the rules for systems to keep track of that shit it's fucking complicated but like are you allowed to steal from enemies without feeling bad about it you lose karma in fallout what i'm saying like in the real world (laughs) right well i mean the cops get to confiscate the property of people that they arrest for selling drugs right which creates a real perverse incentive and so no so fallout is accurate yeah i don't know except for bandits because nobody likes bandits i don't think you're allowed to steal anything ever really personally it's my own (laughs) ethics but uh Stealing is bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna come down <laughs> controversial. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so like there, there's then it's like you know there is a there is a book. You just have to take a key that's sitting around in front of some people. Maybe not. No, you have to go. If you steal and nobody sees it, there is no change in game state. Right. Right. Like, that's the weird thing. You can, if you go upstairs in somebody's house, everything is marked as you're stealing if you take this. But, like, you can just steal everything in someone's bedroom and then walk downstairs and just sell it back to them. Yeah. Hey, you want to buy this fancy painting I found on your wall upstairs? Yeah, it's it might be a painting of you in the <laughs> fiction. Um, that was weird. I have one just like that. <laughs> the... So st- stealing doesn't actually cause any problems for the, you? If someone if- sees you, it does some weird thing that I don't understand. Huh. Where you don't get to keep the item, I don't think, but it's the item is also not in the world anymore. Um, and if you do it enough, then everyone in town is aggroed on you, I think. Weird. I tried that to see what would happen. Yeah, anyway, I... Mm. There's so many things about this game that make me want to like it. And then there are just so many things about it that make me, make me don't. (laughs) I'm, I'm still, I'm still into it. I have not yet explored all my leaving town options to see if there's one that I can survive yet. I'm probably going to have to hire that demon chaser guy because just to fill the party out. But I don't think you hire him no, i think not, he just joins not, not i mean i, I no, like i think that's just the story i mean i think that you just take those two people and then that's the party for the rest of the yeah. game I, like you might be able to swap them out or make probably choices. i mean there's probably replacements for them that you can get in other towns i would imagine surely there are not only two hireling npcs in the entire game i i got that girl and uh just immediately had her wear a bucket on her head and uh <laughs> In the hopes that she would stop talking. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but she didn't. Um, but instead, it just echoes in your brain now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... I didn't really expect them to take that into account. 
<laughs> you know, like that even if she was a, just a wonderful surprise, if they had that, would even if they great. had just put like an audio filter on her that just <laughs> sort of muffled it a little bit, like that. Oh, God, it's you know, with infinite budget and a sense of humor, you could you could yep. do a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, Divinity, God damn it. So that's listeners' mail. Cool. If somebody wanted to send us a listeners' mail, Kevin, how would they do it? They shouldn't steal from us. Arm. Oh, oh, you mean like send us something in the mail? Yeah. If somebody, if somebody wanted to send us an ingot of gold, should they send us their own ingot of gold or an ingot of gold that they stole from a bank? Uh, depends on how big the ingot is. Postage uh, on an ingot of gold is probably pretty steep. Yeah. Yeah, but. I think you can afford it if you have an ingot of gold. Not if you're sending it to us. <laughs> so you should tweet us at VG Hot Dog. Do you think that you could just scrape off a piece of the ingot of gold and glue it to the? Because if stamps <laughs> no. are, if stamps count as money, the associative principle proves can that money has to be has to count as stamps. Package? Yeah, that should work, right? <laughs> VGHotDog at gmail.com or uh, VideoGamesHotDog.com. That's why uh, that island where the currency was those giant stone triangles or whatever uh, didn't have a postal service. Because <laughs> well, the packages they, kept getting crushed. Well, they, they're like, please don't send cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. I've had a great time recording episode number 165 yeah, of Video Games Hot Dog with you. I'm I'm sorry that I was so drunk for the entire thing. <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, I didn't we, even we, notice. We forgive you. It's normally so bad that this episode isn't any worse than usual. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. Keep your head in the toilet and keep reaching for the fridge. <laughs> I think you need a new call sign. <laughs>